Just hit record. Everybody shut up. Hello! Welcome to the Vergecast. The flagship podcast of Verge.com. We're in a fancy right, new right, studio. Right. Mm-hmm. Dieter Bone is here in person. Hello! Which Hi! Which is amazing. Does, does this volume knob work? Yeah. Yeah. What does this button do? Paul Miller's here, just literally just turning all the knobs and pushing yeah, all the buttons. Yeah, it up. Is this this like- is a mute. Oh. Yeah, you can be like, ah, uh, Wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is for like coughing, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a cough button. This is great because I cough. Um, I will say that it's our first episode in our brand new professional studio, and we're acting like we're five. But that's fine because we are all hopped up on our custom vodka brand. Says so vodka, mm-hmm. cut through the night. Yep, snip, snip. <laughs> you got, anyway, it's the Vergecast. We t- we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We should get into it. No, like a lot of news this it. week. Yeah, news all over the place. Just. Um, it's just everywhere. I think if you've been listening to the show for some time, mm-hmm. uh, you will know that basically all I care about is television. And television you related. being Eli Patel. Patel. The, the host of this, mm-hmm. the Vergecast. I just don't think we did intros. Well, I said your name. He said my name. Really? Yeah. yeah. He oh, introduced okay. this podcast as a flagship podcast with Verge.com. Yeah. He mentioned Scissor Vodka. Snip, <laughs> All right, I'm just I making think, sure we're checking all the boxes. All the things. <laughs> sorry, if I like, I'd like to, out. I'd like to apologize sorry, to our audience. I know you're in your car right now, probably. You're zooming down the highway. Yeah, you looking know. for adventure. <laughs> <laughs> looking for love. Whatever comes my way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been like, it's been a really long week. Yeah. Um, it's you know every day is an endless wait for a nuclear apocalypse to take hold. Uh-huh. Uh, and we're just going to be a little silly this week. But there's news. There's like a lot of okay, news. Okay, let's go. I'm really sorry I derailed. Please go ahead. Yeah, you derailed by reintroducing me, which is one of, I would say, the most undermining derails of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, oh, you're about you know, to begin? Hey, what is your name again? I'm sorry. <laughs> who are you? I'm sorry. I'm no, I'm sorry. Who, who, who are you? I'm Paul Miller. So can you? Okay. News. Yes. A lot of news. Code Media was this week. Big Show produced by friends over on the Recode side. Yeah. Big Code Media this year. Big Code Media. I was Not talking like to, crazy. Big. I was talking to Lauren Good last night, who was covering it for us, and she was pointing out the guest lineup from last year to this year broadly similar. Right? Yeah. There's a guy from Facebook and a guy from Google and an editor of a big thing, and like, but the context of all of those people has changed so radically. Yep. The similar answers to similar questions have outsized meaning. Yep. Right. So. Dan Rose from Facebook, we got to do something about fake. Or, or, no, I think his answer was, fake news is not like our thing to do. But then, Eddie Q from Apple, we got to take on fake news head on. Google, same answers. Uh, Marty Baron, really, everyone should go watch this interview with Walton Kara. Like he is exactly the character portrayed in the movie Spotlight. Yeah, like kind of growling about journalism in that way that you want an old school. Like, he was missing. Like a glass of scotch and a cigar. Like, you should watch it. It's great. But I want to focus on the TV stuff that happened there and a bunch of Apple stuff in general. So let me just read this list of Apple headlines from this week. Okay. Uh, Apple announced WWC 2017, yeah, June 5th. San Jose, the Canada of California. <laughs> the Canada. Yeah, that's no, great. Everybody forgets it's there. Everybody's really nice. It's really big. It's really spread out. It's actually like surprisingly good living. I thought uh, Vancouver was the Canada. But you got to drive away. Yeah. Really far. Okay. But anyway, so it's there. Uh, Mark Gurman, mm-hmm. big scoop about how Apple can't get their TV stuff together. Yep. Says the next Apple TV will have 4K 
he didn't say HDR, but he said a more vivid color palette. Yeah, more beautiful colors, vibrant, vibrant colors, which means HDR. It has to mean HDR because you have to build a TV to do anything. I else. have so many thoughts about that TV, about Garmin's article. Oh, yeah. So we got to yeah. talk about that in general. And then Eddie Q at Code Media was like, the future of television for us is interactivity, which <laughs> is crazy. Oh, shoot. I missed the cough button. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was choking on my own uh, disbelief at uh, that strategy. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, and then there's some rumors the iPhone 8 will have like a function row at the bottom. Dude, dude, the iPhone 8 will be a dude, pre. Don't even, don't even. Don't. So and then and then Apple showed a, a trailer for Planet of the Apes. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so just a lot, just like a lot of things. So we're uh, let's start. I, Let's start with the iPhone, because I know, okay. Paul, you have a lot of thoughts about this iPhone. Yes. And, and Dieter just wants to like basically play his old pre-review at it. But, okay. Paul, why don't you begin? Okay. Here's the thing. I never know if these rumors are bullshit or not. I'm really bad at keeping track of all the different analysts and their track records and all this stuff. But, like, a couple weeks ago, I saw this really cool concept that I kind of like. It's like one of those like edge-to-edge screen iPhone concepts. And then it puts a contextual button on the screen at the bottom of the screen where the home button is. So imagine the circle around the home button still exists, but now there's various icons. And then like some of the, the these mockups have like you can like squat, swipe over for different tools or maybe the other tools are just along the bottom. I don't know. It's just like it seems interesting. Like, it's like very imagine, touch bar. I mean they're doing this on the Mac, right? And, and and so what I'm imagining though is that you would tap to use that, and then you could still click it to go home. Yeah. And I've been trying to think if that would be confusing and bad and maybe overloading functionality right there. I yeah, already yeah, there's think already, there's already 80 things that you do at yeah. the home. Unlocking button. the iPhone is the worst right now. It's not great. It's really I, bad. I've finally gotten used to it, but it took me a while. But I still, every once in a while, try to double tap when I'm when the phone is locked and I want to switch apps, but I forget that it's locked and I double tap and, and then get, it goes to the pay thing. Yeah. And then you're just paying people. Then, yeah. You're just shooting your credit card waves I've at people. I've lost a lot of money that way. <laughs> That's why I always tail you with an NFC read. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I got one. No, I think unlocking the phone. Like, side unlock was pretty iconic. And I get that it's faster with Touch ID and you want more security. Da, da, da. But it's a little, if it's laggy at all, it's very confusing. But how do you guys yeah. feel about the home button doing anything more like the, be, no the home be, button does too much being now. the home button for the app if you tap it is that bad that's that's bad. too many single the, the hitting the home button should take you home that's like the reason the iphone was a successful like ux experience user experience right uxx yeah the ux experience mm-hmm. yeah it's like the atm machine but it's the the UX UX. Experience. yeah uh but was that you hit the home button you went home and you, you could dump out of whatever confusing screen you're on no matter what right they need to maintain that somehow and i'm saying that could still happen it's just that if you lightly tapped it then that's touch id that's like that's that's how you do your fingerprint and if you double tap it it does this and if you long tap it at siri yeah, yeah, the button yeah. does like 50 things it does a lot of things um i, I just if you listen to the show, you know me. You know I'm going to bring up Palm. I'm just going to do it yeah. really fast. Just we'll get be done. It's fine. I don't mind. The two things we've heard about this phone is it going to ha- it's going to have inductive wireless charging, so you set it on a charging pad, Palm Pre, mm-hmm. uh, and this gesture bar thing mm-hmm. on the bottom, Palm Pre. The Palm Pre's gesture bar was like a it was it was weirder than this though. It did. You could swipe up on it to mm-hmm. to go, bring up that weird to bring the up the card bar. view. 
you could swipe up halfway to bring up the wavy bar. Yeah. To immediately launch something from anywhere, which, by the way, you still can't do on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, and then you could swipe to the left of it to go back, or you could swipe to the right on it to go forward. Right. And that's the rumor. It's a gesture bar. Well, it's a multifunction bar. So we don't know what those multi multifunctions See, will be. I don't want mysterious. Not that I. I love the. I love the pre. <laughs> I don't want. Also, you can swipe up on the whole of the new yeah. iPhone to reveal yeah. a hardware keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, a, it's a hard swipe. <laughs> I don't like mysterious functions. That's why the the thought of, of of something happening in the home button, because the home button is now also a screen, is uh-huh. more interesting. Like I have always very much disliked the context menu on Android. Mm. Also, right-clicking things is yeah. still often mysterious to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's worse on the Mac now because there's right-click and then there's force-click. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, look, they're obviously going towards this, like, bezel-less screen thing. Yeah. If the screen goes all the way, <clears throat> right? It, it's not – you're not going to just use it when you're watching videos in some wrong aspect ratio. Like, it's, it's – they're going to make something happen down there. Yeah. Yeah. And what and and this is our chance to say what we want that to be, so then later we can be disappointed when it's not the thing we want. I mean, I think they're just trying to reduce the bezel size of this thing, and the size of the home button is creates really a bezel big. size. Yeah. So they've got to do something to make all of the rest of that useful to you. It's not just extra bezel. And I bet Johnny Ive is just not having the idea of a smaller top bezel and a big bottom bezel. He's like, I can't. No, he, there's He's no like, way. Tim, that, I can't. That happen. I couldn't possibly. But you could have a screen. And he storms away, but the building's a circle, so he comes right back. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good point. (laughs) All right, let's talk about TV stuff. So that's the Apple TV thing. So obviously the Apple TV has been a bit of a mess. Yeah. The way I put it is uh, Apple has tried plans A, B, C, D, and E. So this rumor— They've all failed, and now what we're looking at now, the thing they sold was plan F. Right. And German says the current generation Apple TV had been prototyped with coax cable jacks in the back, yep. which I do not understand how that would have worked at all. Why not? Because you can't decode cable without cable card. Maybe they would have done a virtual software cable card, and that was I, one of the deals they were trying to score. Yeah, maybe. But the, it's that's like – it doesn't indicate anything that you put those jacks back there. So, like, I get it. Maybe – but that's a tough call. You certainly can't be like, buy this and then buy an over-the-air antenna. That's insanity. So they obviously moved towards some cable deal thing. They still haven't been able to get any cable single sign-on deals for the TV app. Yep. They haven't been able to get Netflix in the TV app. Yep. They haven't been able to get an Amazon app on the Apple TV. Correct. Although Eddie Q said it would be coming hopefully soon. Really? He hopes it's soon. Hmm, he hopes. Yeah. But, you know. Um, you know, it turns out Eddie Q could like make it happen soon if he wanted to. Yeah, we just he'd he have to cut the thirty percent rate. Right, that's what they want, mm-hmm. and they're never going to do that for anybody. They have they do it for everybody on subscriptions after the month. It goes from thirty to fifteen. Uh, really, the TV yeah. does the stuff with the thing and the hand. Yeah, yeah, they're never going to do not for not for Amazon, right? <laughs> I, I just, just like, like they're never going to do it for Microsoft Apple's, and Office. Apple's been trying to do this long enough that I don't really need them to do it anymore yeah it's like I, my tv situation is pretty much fine watch some netflix every once in a while watch some hulu yeah watch some hbo do you have a roku 
No, just like Chromecast and web browser and But like there's this sense that <laughs> Xbox yeah. that Apple is Oh, so this is the other possibly thing. getting out innovated by Amazon right now. By everybody. TV, by everyone. Uh, the other stat in this uh, Bloomberg report was that their their sales are falling. Yeah. So they don't break it out because it's in other devices and quarterly reports, but the CFO of Apple said year over year Apple TV sales are down. Yep. Um, so then if all they do is come out with a 4K one, which they are easily two years behind in doing, mm-hmm. because you you even like $500 TVs now are like 4K TVs. Mm-hmm. So everyone has one of these panels now if you're buying a new TV. And if you're buying a new TV, you might be buying a new box. Right. So you, yep. I, I understand why you would still sell the 1080p one because there's a lot of 1080p TVs out there. But everybody buying a new TV wants a new box. So they're going to do that and they're going to do HDR and that's it? I mean, look, here's what is going to happen. They're going to end up hunting and just doing a – streaming bundle package just like Sony View and just like Sling. It's going to be disappointing, but they're just going to do it and it's going to do fine. They've learned that with like Apple Music for example, that I got to write this piece. It doesn't have to be a game changer for it to be fine for them. Like I think I, Apple Music has gotten really good. Maybe you should write that story. I've been it's been in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, it's but just like, is this it? Is this all they could do after all of that promise? Well, so when I saw the the thing that they're going to release a 4K HDR Apple TV, I'm like, okay, you know what I'm not expecting from Apple anymore? Like, mm-hmm. Paul, like, mind-blowing, game-changing innovation. Like, oh, I, oh, I don't way, expect them one. to disrupt anything anymore. Comcast put out an app this week, the Comcast Xfinity Stream app, which brings live TV and your DVR to your phone. Uh-huh. Is it an app or is it an operating system? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Okay. If the CEO of Comcast could call me and explain to me what he thinks an operating system is, that'd be great. <laughs> By the way, disclosure, somewhere at Comcast, there's a person who put some money into Fox Media. He's very sad because every now and again we talk about Comcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's on the phone. No Xfinity app for the Apple TV. Yeah. Which is insane to me, yep. right? If Comcast believes the Xfinity X1 platform is an operating system that is expressed through apps, which is insane... But that is their belief, mm-hmm. and it is not on what I would say is probably the most powerful TV set-top platform that isn't a game console. Right. I was just going to say that isn't a game console. But, but Apple has probably the least streaming partners, right? Yeah, well, they, like, they don't also, have... Also, it's not that powerful because the processor in it can't handle 4K. Right. But that doesn't matter for Comcast, right? They're, they're not going to be in 4K for a while. So then, Eddie Q's on stage at Code Media. Peter Coffey is interviewing him. They run the trailer for Planet of the Apps, <sighs> which... I will just tell you, you should watch it. What's the word for contact embarrassment? Contact embarrassment. No, there's like an actual word. Chris Grant at Polygon is always something. But there's some uh, actual word for it. You know when like someone else Like is, a contact high but no, for embarrassment? Yeah. There's a word for it. But it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Right? And like the Apple- And I've, you, I've seen people trying to apologize for it. Like, oh, no, it's just like you you watch, I don't know, Master Chef, Top, top Chef Time yeah. cooking show- Game show and that's, that's like, nothing like being a chef. Yeah, therefore this is this is the same sort of idea. Uh, yeah, but no, my pro. I haven't watched the trailer because I have no interest in this show. But my problem. Do you watch Shark Tank? Is that what? No. Have you ever seen Shark Tank? Glimpses. Imagine Wait, Shark Tank. It's not a tank of sharks. I know. Have you ever seen a tank of sharks? I know. No. Imagine Shark Tank. <laughs> I tried to find but one equally in Vegas, like <laughs> equally season. corny, equally low rent. Yeah. Um, but the judges are like slightly more famous people who are just on the other side of the prime of their celebrity career. Right. And, and one of them is Will I Am. And right. they're judging apps. Right. 
No, is what it, I no, 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 no. It's is not that, that what happens? No, no. You got it. It's a little bit backwards. It's a combination of Shark Tank and the voice for nerds. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to describe the, why it's embarrassing to watch. So they're not judges. So you go. See, now, the, but what you just described no, no. sounds pretty great because right. if all the people had their chairs turned and then you just listen to someone code, <laughs> <laughs> then you hit the big button. So you go. Like that this sounds is, like so a this decoder. Is in, so the developers go. Is that touch typing? They wow. have to do an escalator pitch while they go up an escalator. Okay. Then they present their idea right. to a panel of uh, coaches. Who uh, include Will I Am, mm-hmm. who has Paltrow. literally never made a good gadget in his life, That's and I true. believe is still the creative director of Intel. Uh-huh. It's bad, which is just bad. Yep. Gwyneth Paltrow, who runs Goop, Goop uh, which literally only Goop. sells garbage. Uh, Jessica Alba, who runs The Honest Company, which That's actually great. like yeah. huge success, except they keep getting sued for lying about not like not being full <laughs> of chemicals. Yeah, like yeah. whatever. Uh, but she's like. That's like probably the highest one. So Wait, who's the, who's the fourth? It's a it's a it's a VC, right? It's a uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah. Who runs VaynerMedia? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was like a wine vlogger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's obviously much more successful than that. But I just yeah. like calling him a, a wine vlogger. So then you pitch your app to them, and then they are like, "Come be on my team." So then, like, you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. go okay. spend so more time with Will I Am, right? Right, and he's like, "Add more beats to your product, or whatever." Will I am says in meetings mm. when he's and the creative director of Intel. Because of and then you go and pitch your after all the coaching, you go and pitch your idea to a group of investors from Lightspeed Capital who say things like, "What's your burn rate?" Because that's what VCs always say in every mm-hmm. meeting. And then if you win, you get featured play, place in the app store. And then the it's called Planet of the Apps. Yeah. So the the the, so, the season finale. Will be out on a beach with a giant statue of Tim Berners Lee, and the winner will have realized that they destroyed the open web. And he'll <laughs> scream, You maniacs! This, this, this is my thing. If you're going to use a pun for the name of a thing, it can't be like one letter off like that. It's yeah. just too confusing. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a headline, I'm like, Oh, there's another Planet right, okay. of the so Apes that, movie? Is James Franco in it? So then there's that, and there's Carpool Karaoke, and they're doing that. So the, the, those are the two shows they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's their big attempt to yeah. take on Netflix and Amazon. It's just like, but there's like a rumor that they were going to buy Ron Howard's. Sure. I mean, thing there's rumors, and, but you know what exists? Planet of the fucking apps. Yeah. And if that's how you're planning to take on House of Cards and every Marvel Defenders movie and transparent, like, that's not going to work for you. Nope. And then Eddie Q is like, the future of this is interactivity, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're going to do CNN, and people are going to vote on their iPhones about whether they like various executive orders. And it's like that, hey. No. You know what that sounds like? Multimedia. That's how, yeah. first of all, it yeah. sounds like American Idol. Like, like I, did, this, I got a copy of Macromedia Director, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's some CD-ROM shit right there. No, like, I did a video when Microsoft was doing Xbox One, I remember this distinctly because it was mind blowing the way he was talking about it, Xbox Live back uh-huh. in the day. Like we're gonna do, we're gonna bring TV to Xbox One, and you know their vision was American Idol is the world's biggest video game, right? You watch an hour long cutscene. Mm. There's an interactive portion, and then you watch an hour long cutscene. And if we can bring that truly to the Xbox, da 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 da. He's like, these are video games. Three years later, Apple's like, we're going to do voting online yeah. with the Apple TV. And it's like, I don't think that you are. Like, I don't – those are video games, right? If yeah. you want to make your thing a video game console, right. you should just make a video game console. Yeah. That's interactive TV. Like, that's how people interact with their TVs all day long. I do It's a it billion-dollar industry. <laughs> Uh, if, so I if just they're going to do what voting on the Apple TV, can the first poll be, 
do you know which way is up on your Apple TV remote? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, no, because they like, get it wrong. Uh, it's just like, it was just a very, I just think about TV all the time. And Apple has been talking about TV. It's been a hobby. They think it's such an area of intense interest. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep saying these things about it. Mm-hmm. But they're just landing at the same place Microsoft was three years ago, yep. which is we can't get the deals. We'll sit next to it. Everyone else's apps can be on our thing, and we're going to chase after some interactivity. They have the scale to do things in a way that no one else can do, but Apple, their product is not as good as a Roku right now. So. Apple TV is Apple's Windows phone. Ooh. Boom. This show's over. I'm just hitting this mute button right now. Sorry. That was <laughs> <laughs> Poor Andrew. It's got a tile interface. Yeah. No, it, uh. the German, his report, you, everyone should go read on Bloomberg. They said they tried big new interface ideas and they, and they didn't break away from that. I bet yep. you can get Angry Birds on Apple TV. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's a thing. And then there's other, big, thing. there's other big TV news at yeah. Code, which is I'm obsessed with. Right. You should read an ad before we get into this thing. I should read an ad? Yeah. But anyway, today's episode of The Vergecast is brought to you by Crizal No Glare Lenses. If you wear glasses and you have fingerprints, sponges, scratches, and glares can be a constant obstruction to your vision, a huge disruption. Sometimes you end up focusing more on what's on your glasses than what's going on around you. That's why everyone should love Crizal No Glare Lenses. They give you the clearest vision possible by offering resistance to glare, scratches, and smudges. That means no more blinding glares from the headlights of oncoming traffic while driving at night, no more fingerprints from taking your glasses on and off or scratches from cleaning your lenses on a shirt, and because Crizal no glare lenses stay clear and reduce distracting glare, your friends and family can actually see your eyes, not just your glasses, and then know what's in your heart. Look better, feel better, and most importantly, be prepared for whatever comes your way with clear vision. Go to Crizal.com to learn more. That's C-R-I-Z-A-L.com. Start living life in the clear. All right, so this Cavo thing. Cavo. Game-changing, ca- ca- some ca- say. Cavo? I said it How was game-changing. How many A's in Cavo? Two A's. Cavo. Two A's, one O. Cavo. Um, a lot of people think it's Cavo, which is actually just a delicious, sparkling wine. Right. That's the end of that set. Cavo. It's a big, wide, flat box. Like, imagine a coffin. Well, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not a it's coffin. It's like two feet wide, like three inches thick. Right. Wait, when, when Dieter said, imagine a, a giant box, you went to coffin? Right. Try to it paint has a word picture. Eight, okay. HDMI inputs. Imagine a it's Wii got an Balance IR board blaster made out of wood, and it, yeah, it's got a lot uh, of stuff. some other couple other inputs. And it does a bunch of stuff that you expect a TV box with HDMI inputs to do. So, like, you plug in an Apple TV, it knows it's an Apple TV. You plug you in expect other TV boxes. Well, they, they, you can identify it over HDMI CEC. It's like, sure. oh my god, they're doing all this stuff with HDMI CEC. Wait a minute, HDMI CEC is a garbage standard. Almost nothing supports it. Uh, no, actually, a lot of things support it, but they support it in like inaccurate, weird non-standard, ways. weird different ways. The Xbox One doesn't support it at all. Okay. Most Microsoft graphics cards together. don't support it. So I'm just gonna. You look at it, and they, they create an interface that controls everything—a single interface for all of your boxes. And you're like, how the hell did they do that? And then Neil, I knows. I do. So th- the way to think about this is actually not that it's a box. I think they screwed up really bad mm-hmm. by saying to anyone that it was a box, by revealing the box, any of that. It's not the box. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gwyneth Paltrow's head. It's <laughs> really weird. Oh, really no. weird demo. Oh. Walt Lauren, we're just so oh, disturbed. <laughs> uh, great movie, that seven. And then Kevin Spacey was there. It was you, know, um, you know what's going to happen when they want to make the Cabo 2? What's that? They're going to want to put more HDMI ports in it. And they're going to resurrect the Taco Bell dog. Oh, my God. Okay. And he's going to say, Here's what they should have said to people. I think we need a bigger box. 
This is the worst episode that we've ever done. Here's what they should have said to people. We built the world's best universal remote. It costs $400, which is $100 more than the Harmony Elite, but it can control everything in your rack with 100% accuracy. It can do search. It can find content anywhere that you want. You can use all your regular remotes. It's the world's best remote control. That's all they should have said. Sure. Because all that's happening mm-hmm. is that you know this huge box they built is just a big input switcher. Mm-hmm. And then you can like search for things. It puts up loading screens while it operates the interface screen in the back. How does it work? They didn't want to tell anyone, and they went down this other line about search and discovery. But it's doing this crazy thing where I called them at 9.30 at night, and I basically yelled, I figured it out. You have to tell me. And they very sheepishly told me that they are monitoring the HDMI stream of every input, recognizing what's on the screen, and then issuing commands intelligently based on what the system sees. So they're doing like AI control of these devices. So it has an IR blaster, it has HDMI CEC, it has API control, but literally their their interface is like clicking around and watching the interface move and reacting to it just like a person, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. So like if you've been listening to the show for years, you know that I don't like IR blasters. I'm, that's why I'm so surprised that you're... Because why, why do you not like IR blasters? IR blasters are state-based devices. Mm. So I have a regular Harmony. I push oh, the button. and it gets out it of the It fires a macro. State. So like it just fires a macro off of my TV. It turns on the receiver. It sends an input code to the receiver. It turns on the TV. And then it's, it, it thinks, no matter what else happens, the remote believes that it's, on the, it's set, to, set up to watch TiVo. If I screw something up, the remote's broken, right? This is a big problem with IR blasters. Or you have an Xbox One, it controls your cable box, it fires off a channel number, it misses one channel, the channel number is screwed up. Right. You gotta do, this is the okay. reason it's bad. So you don't just hate the idea of blasting IR. You hate no, the end result. As a human being holding a remote, you're, right. you know, you're like a meat bag IR blaster. So here's my th- but it th- works because your brain can like compensate for the failure of IR as a, as a, a, a reliable communication channel. This is technically very impressive, and I'm so happy for them. Yeah. But there's something to me that feels like if you got to this point, Cavo didn't do anything wrong, but somewhere- The whole industry did something wrong. Somewhere, somewhere along the line, really messed up. Like you, it's easier and more, you know, they have investors. I'm sure their investors want some return, blah, blah, blah. It's easier and potentially more lucrative- to deploy machine vision and television surveillance into American homes mm. than to fix IR blasters and like or to make a deal with Comcast. Or to make a deal with Comcast. Yeah. Or, or to make HDMI CEC work. Yeah, you yeah. don't need all this stuff if Apple has deals to get TV on their box, yep. right? To have Amazon on their box. Yep. Like everyone else runs into the deal problem. Everyone else runs into the control problem. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna deploy Skynet. Yeah. And that'll fix it. And like that's where they've gotten and it looks brilliant. Yeah. So I, you know, I talked to them at length. They're like, they're not ready to launch the thing. They're a little sheepish to admit that they're doing this vision. I think they have some data. You think and they're going to get problems. blocked? You think that Apple's going like, to? How do you block it? Uh, you can, I, so you we can block it with HDMI. You know, you know, HDCP. HDCP shit. You can't. So you can't, right? Like, I my receiver uh-huh. can do. No, um, it'll only play to content. It'll only play on devices that support HDCP. No, right. that's fine. So it's in it's, the HTCB channel. I asked him this question. Okay. So my, so my I have a Pioneer receiver, right? Yeah. Everything's plugged into HDMI. Uh-huh. It passes HTCP, uh-huh. but it can do picture tuning. Sure. Right? It can modify the HTCP signal because it's in the chain. Okay. And the only output of the chain mm-hmm. is a protected device. 
Okay. Right, so you can't break HTCP and send it somewhere else. Right. But you can sit in the protected chain. Wait, is this going to screw up like latency for video games? Yes. Um, it depends. It's, it, 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 Maybe. it just depends. Yeah. Like almost every smart TV like they recommend you basically go through, turn off every setting yeah. so that yeah. it doesn't do anything yeah. Yeah. with the minimum latency. I think for most people, they might not notice, for super hardcore gamers, you're still going to want your console plugged into whatever special input you're taking. I wonder has. if it'll – yeah, I mean there's also there's like HDR. Like I, I actually can't use PSVR because it ruins HDR because it can't do HDR <laughs> through the PSVR. <laughs> so oh, my God. Um, I mean, so, but like, so, okay, but like Apple could like – they could literally like – Glitch the screen in a way that a human eye can't see, but it would screw up the machine learning. Like they can yeah, do some. There's like, a million things. So yeah. the Apple one is particularly, Paul. Like you're like, how did we get here? Mm. There's no API for the Apple TV. There's no way to pass a link to like Netflix and the Apple TV. Right. So when you say I want to watch Netflix, and you've set the Apple TV as your default Netflix provider, it literally puts up a blue screen that says loading, and then behind that screen starts furiously clicking around the Apple TV interface for the Cavo app that you have preloaded, mm. finds it, opens it. That app doesn't do anything except wait for a deep link sent to it from the Cavo cloud, which it then passes to the Netflix app on the Apple TV. That is the hackiest hack, <laughs> right? Like Chromecast. Yeah, but like that's where they've had to go. Yeah. It's insanity, and yeah. that's where they are, and it works better. It works pretty fast. You can watch the video. Walt and Lauren did the, video, the demo on stage. You can watch yeah. it. It works pretty fast. But that's where we are. And I think it might be the single best remote You're getting thing. one of these. I'm absolutely getting one. Yeah. I, have, I haven't upgraded my Harmony 1 to a Harmony Elite because I think the Harmony Elite is so bad. Yeah, it is not good. So I have this like decrepit Harmony 1, and I keep buying like, refurbished batteries yeah. on eBay for yeah. it because they're still NICAD batteries. Yeah. So they die really fast. So like, if I'm going to spend 300 bucks on a Harmony 1, I might as well spend $400 on like the future and have, until, until and have Terminator. I don't think – how do you break it? You, did, you find ways. I don't know, man. Somebody will, they're going to get If sued. you break it – then you are effectively breaking a human being's ability to operate your system too, right? Yeah. Right. They're just watching the screen and issuing IR commands, which is what people do, <laughs> right? Yeah, all right. Like they, it, I think, I think they are the reason they were so unwilling to talk about it is because they have so much power that what they want is deals, but they don't want everyone to be mad at them. Oh, they just they want to be built into the next Samsung TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they, they, there's a million potential, or they want to be built in the next Apple TV. Yeah, and Apple, this is a reason for Apple to actually make a TV, right? Yeah, you can plug everything into it, and you can just talk to Siri, and then Siri will find it for you, and you're done. Oh man, yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. pretty wild. It's very hacky. It's very unApple in that way because it's not integrated. Right, but it's smart. Yeah, by the way, every made, smart they TV made, they made Sherlock once. They're, 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 by the way, like, every smart TV already does this kind of content detection. Yep. So you know, if you're LG or Sony or whatever, and you're already like know what's on the screen, it's like kind of a short jump to this. Yeah. Although Walt says he talks to them, and they they have like 54 patents. Eh, maybe that's enough. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I yeah, think like, it's genius. You see this idea, and then you you do sort of look at like Samsung and LG and Sony, and be like. Why didn't you think of well, that? Why didn't you figure this out forever ago? Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to be bold. Yeah. It's, I think it's one of those ideas that's so obvious. It's like I was saying to Walt yesterday, like the reason I'm so excited about this is not because I really want another universal remote or I think everyone should get it or whatever. It's just the first application of machine learning and vision 
to a consumer product that seems so smart. Mm-hmm. It's like a new thing. It's a that's, totally new that's idea. That's true. You know what? I'm sorry I was skeptical. Right. It just how often do you Don't see sorry, wild Paul. new products like this? Like usually we're like the phone, the button is going to be a wider button. I mean, this is literally a robot that helps you watch TV. Yeah. By watching it for you and doing all the button clicking. Can and then tracking it? everything that you watch. This is like, the older, Titanfall this is like the older brother. Can it, can it look at the screen on Titanfall and make me good at that video game? That'd be amazing. Right? But that, you'd also get banned because that's called aimbotting. God damn it. Yeah. But that's like wild, right? Like, uh, anyway, I'm super into it. They're coming out in June. Mm-hmm. They're pre-orders in June. They're only going to sell 5,000 this year because they're going slow. Mm. I think they're slow rolling because they know how much power they have. I'm telling you. Also, it's $400, which is insane. But I think if they had just said, we've built the first true universal control for television, yeah. they would have changed everything about how they're perceived. And versus... like you can hook it up to your Alexa. And like you just tell your Alexa to do the thing. So mm-hmm. you don't have to use their stupid little remote. You can do the thing that Apple originally was supposed to do in the Apple TV and didn't, which is just bark commands into the room. And this time it might actually work in the way that it never really worked that well on the Xbox. Yeah. I gotta say that why that, doesn't Microsoft support HDMI CEC? And uh, never mind, because uh, the TVs that people call Xboxes and two don't have it. Only forty percent of TVs have it. Okay, but Scorpio they put out invites for E three. Mm-hmm. Project Scorpio is coming. They're uh, doing their uh, their keynote a day early, I think. Yeah, yeah. So those happen this week. Yep. Four K Xbox and WWDC got invites for that. Yeah, we got like uh, all the June events, man. Already it's good. It's form. fucking February, people. Yeah. Let us breathe. <laughs> I'm planning for CES again. I hate Whoa. All right. Dieter, tell me about unlimited data plans. No. <laughs> uh, Verizon finally like capitulated and said, all right, we're doing unlimited data. And I was like, what? <coughs> uh, and Verizon. Oh, I just coughed for real and didn't hit the mute button. Yeah. Verizon's <laughs> unlimited data plan seems fine. It's 22 gigs? It's 22 gigs, and then they may or may not throttle you. It's 10 gigs of tethering. And I think video is capped at 720p. And it's like 85 bucks a month. And it's like 85, 75, 85 bucks a month or 45 yeah. per line on for family, you know, yeah. stuff. Numbers. Per cost of money of things. <laughs> um, you but know, what's 80 for a single line. What's like. more interesting is Verizon did it. And then all of a sudden, everybody else that had been doing their unlimited plans started to fall in fucking line. T Mobile changed their policies regarding. Um, HD video yep. and I think tethering. They got rid of the day passes. Yep. Uh, and then Sprint uh, cleaned up a little bit of its uh, after first, well the first thing Sprint did was send out a caddy press release saying, well our unlimited plan is better. Um, and then they actually changed it so that it was better. Well it's like a limited time promo. So we're getting a, yeah, we're getting like a standardized set of unlimited wireless features. The only real problem of, with which I have is 720p cap on video, but okay we could talk awesome. through that. Yeah. And I also somewhere deep down in my body get annoyed that they treat tethered data differently from untethered data. Yes. Data is data. Bits yeah. are bits. Bits are bits. Free the stream. Yeah. I thought I was going to switch off of T-Mobile maybe because yeah. it wasn't doing very well for me. And I didn't think I liked this new unlimited thing. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like uh, just recently that I have not stressed about my data cap in so long, and it feels really nice. Huh. I don't stress about mine. I don't stress about mine, but I, I do stress about the fact that I pay 150 time. bucks a month yeah. for my single line right. on Verizon, which is bonkers. Guys. What? I literally have breaking news from the New York Times. Samsung's vice chairman was arrested and jailed after being accused of paying $36 million in bribes in exchange for political favors. 
The literally the times yeah. a minute ago just hit me with that. Wow. I don't know how else to react to that except it's just not not a great like string for Samsung. No. Well they they narrowly avoided having problems with their president. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to bring down the government of South Korea. Look, it's it's the end times. Mm-hmm. Can we be clear? Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how many fake screen buttons you put on yeah. your phone. Let's be clear. The world is over. Sponsored by Crizal. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not smudgy. It's just what about, very obviously the Eli, end times. What about cut through the apocalypse? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, you know, vodka, one of the easiest boozes to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scissor vodka, you can make it out of anything. You got a pair of old boots. <laughs> <laughs> Scissor vodka is like you the soylent of, of vodka as we publish our recipe. There's all these like flavored vodkas out there, but Scissor vodka's flavors are like hobo, oh, yeah. boots, garbage fire. <laughs> it's great. Oh my god, it tastes just like just like this barrel fire that I was at during the end times. Cut through the night because you have no choice. Snip, snip. It's always night now. <laughs> Cut through the night because we haven't seen the sun in four years. <laughs> it's just really, it's just not a good episode of the show. Anyway, uh, so that's unlimited data plans. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, a thank you to all the listeners who have been tweeting at Agitpie. Please continue to do Keep so. Keep doing it. I think this week I'm going to start retweeting all your tweets if you tweet. Oh, you're retweeting? I've been faving. Because yeah, I'm I've hoping he gets the fave alerts. Uh, Someone liked a thing because it's a little bit less aggressive than retweeting. I'm just going for it. You're just going to go I've for it? I've been emailing the FCC basically like every day. Um, he's going to go on Fox Business. What? Okay. He just announced it today. His yep. first interview as chairman will be on Fox Business News. He did like a weird little radio interview today. But FM radios that are built. Like, so every phone for the last whatever has got an FM radio in it. And sometimes yeah. they used to turn them on like back in the early mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could like plug in a set of wired headphones into a 3.5 millimeter jack <laughs> and listen to the radio. <laughs> How antiquarian! Who would ever plug headphones into a, a smartphone? <sighs> I feel like the um, only phone and that, they served as the antenna, so you could listen to FM radio. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like the only phones that ever had FM radio turned on were phones that did not have 3.5 millimeter. Because we all confusing. remember there was a there was a phase yeah. where smartphones did not have 3.5 millimeters. Yeah, time yeah. is a flat circle, mm-hmm. except for when time comes to a swift and decisive end <laughs> and we're drinking our boot vodka <laughs> in the eternal night. Uh, it's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you, if you, if you ask uh, FC Commissioner Ajapai <laughs> yeah, to come on the Vergecast, he's, he's it's, at, it's like a really easy, really easy retweet from us. Though, yeah, what if, you're saying. You, if you're ever looking fat, do yeah. it. Um, I will say... I. There's so much happening in the Trump administration lately Ugh. that I think Pi trying to wade into the net neutrality Title II debate. I, if I were him, I would just be like, you know, I'm just going to hang out. I'm just, I'm just, just going to pull back yep. for a minute. We're going to let the AT and T Time Warner thing happen, uh-huh. right? There's like, a, there's enough going on, and I think the cable car- like the carriers. Are they're happier with stability than instability? Right? Yeah, it's, it's already a bit of a policy change that, like, you know, like, hey, we decided not to go after this or look into yeah, that. Yeah, they, they like, are, like, they're cool, zero rating. Yeah. But right? so, that stuff so in, the, is, in a, is a sense, change. there's already a bit of a rollback in net neutrality. And, 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 and maybe Paul, he wants, to your point. But hang on, maybe he wants to kill net neutrality before the apocalypse. Maybe. So that he's got that so, so that he can, he's, so got he's got the one, quick. He's got the one antenna with like the radio wave. Yeah. And he's got like, the wall around him and everyone's like, I just want to send a message. <laughs> Wait, that's why he wants the antenna, the FM antennas turned uh, on in smartphones. Because when the end comes, it's the only way we're going to be able to get yeah, make those any information. It's the radios. only way that we'll be able to contact Will Smith on the deck of the Intrepid. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was an I Am Legend reference. I got you. I got it. 
Do you know that movie? There's a dog. Don't. He's the Don't. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is as good a time as I need to mention Squarespace. <laughs> if you have resolved to take on a new challenge, like starting a business, changing careers, launching creative projects in 2017, be sure to lock down your next move with Squarespace before time inevitably runs out. Squarespace is used by a wide range of people and businesses, including musicians, designers, artists, and restaurants. It allows you to create everything from a professional blog to a portfolio on which to showcase your work, or an online store you can officially be open for business, or just pictures of your family so you can find them later. Uh, you can even get a unique domain to set you apart in your field. Plus, with Squarespace's award-winning templates, creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. You can add or arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And if you do have a question, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support that can help you with any problem, no matter how technical or trivial. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code VERGE. You get 10% off your first purchase plus a free domain. That's VERGE, V-E-R-G-E, for 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> okay, we're going to get back to the show, but Megan just stopped by, crashed. She's super. She's about to go see Logan. She's super excited about that. Yeah. But she's super into this app. Where you date people that hate things you do? Megan, what's up? Um, okay, so I want to talk about this app called The Hater that I just started using. It's a dating app. So think of like Tinder, but instead of just swiping on people's faces because you don't actually read their profiles, you just don't, um, you're swiping on different topics. So it'll yeah. be like, hey, what do you think about bees? And you can be like, I hate bees, I love bees, I like bees, or I dislike bees. So uh, the idea is that it it matches you based on things you hate with the idea of like, hey, you'll probably bond faster over things that you both dislike rather than like both like this one shitty band or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I really like it because uh, the app has a level of cultural literacy that I've never yeah. seen in any other dating app. So it's really nice because it'll have things like the 2016 election or it'll ask you, like, what do you think about All Lives Matter? And so I found – I know it's it's some deep shit. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's great because people can on apps identify as Republican, Democrat, mm-hmm. religious, not whatever. But that doesn't really tell you much about, like, what they actually believe or – Things they might disagree with that fall into the general umbrella of whatever their party is. Um, but by having access to something like like locker room talk, like what that phrase means to you, it's a really easy way to weed out <laughs> assholes, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm just like, let's see, this guy, like I literally got a guy who's oh, yeah, like assholes and racists. This would be great for exactly. Out assholes so I and was racists. I swiped on this guy. So like once you um, you answer a couple questions, and then you can actually start swiping on people once it starts matching you. Um, and so then you have to actually go into their photos. You can see what they like, love, hate, all that shit. Um, but yeah, so I, I found this guy who's like, I love the patriarchy and all lives matter and Donald Trump. And I was like, I have never rejected a man faster in my life than wow. that. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's been really great. But, like, but he found some like, you know, cheerleader. Th- so hang on, how does this app make money? Uh, unclear. It literally just launched. So. Okay, so but, it's collecting some like deeply personal information about yeah. you. So either it's going to be co- totally innocuous, and instead of swiping whether you love or hate, you know, Donald Trump, it's going to have you swiping whether you love and hate like egos. Yeah. Right. I mean, there is some stuff or already in there just, like that. Like, like they have they like they know they're going to be able to do like targeted advertising to you in a way that like Facebook could never do. Finally, that targeted All Lives Matter advertising. I'm just saying. <laughs> they do have other stuff. Like, it has, like, if you like Tinder, if you like Twitter, Facebook, all yeah. that stuff is actually in there, too. Interesting. Hmm. So you just started using it. Have you, have, you, have you gone on any physical dates yet? No. Um, I will say that you have to actually try a lot harder than with, like, Tinder. So, like, that's just, like, you're hot. Let's go out. With this, it's more like you really have to sort through and be like, 
are you a terrible person? Can we actually talk? And then once you actually match with somebody, you can kind of play card games. So you can send them a card and it'll be like a random thing. So you can be like, oh, this card says, uh, I love you like Kanye loves blank. And then they like choose from a list of what they want to say back. It's really cool. But it's nice too, because that way you're not opening every conversation with just like, hey. Yeah. Which is the worst. It's, uh, it's literal <laughs> dating Mad Libs? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you got to report back when you're all done with it. Oh, for sure. I'm going to find my future husband or wife on there. So, <laughs> Based on things you – I will say my relationship with my wife is mostly based on things that we hate together. Mm. What is the weirdest thing you guys both hate? It's a lot of things. <laughs> um, I will say the thing that we both collectively hate like the most together as a family uh, is people who are slow in a left-turn lane. Like if you want to rile us both up instantly – it's that thing. It's like we're in the car. Slow in the left. Like they, they take the turn too slowly. Yeah, like the light clicks over yeah. and they don't go. And both of us are just like off to the races. We're like, <laughs> there's, we're pulling handguns out of the center <laughs> compartment. It's, I, I don't know. It's like, if you had to ask me what that, I mean, there's obviously like a bunch of politics stuff and all that stuff. But if you, you had to just really drill it down to like, how can you turn this couple into psychopaths? It's that thing. Hmm. What are you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, we, we have nothing that. Well, strong. you and Lisa hate proprietary platforms. We hate proprietary platforms. That's yeah, true. As a family, yeah. that's yeah. so dorky. I mean, have you met them? That's really beautiful. It was, for both of you. it was just their anniversary, and Dieter posted a picture of him and Lisa. It was, I won't say it was posed because I think it was very natural. But they're hugging. He's in his tux. She's in her wedding dress, and they're looking at phones over each other's shoulders. Yeah, I think I've actually seen this. It's, very, it's, it's like it's the really cute. Yeah, though. it's perfect. Happy yeah. anniversary, Lisa. Yeah, you're great. We both hate puke. I don't know, man. You hate puke? Everybody hates puke. Well, I, I don't know. This app would probably beg to differ because mm. they're always like you can click Someone's and like, see. I love puke? I haven't gotten puke yet. I'm sure <laughs> no, it's No, when like... I say hate, I don't mean like we hate puking. Like Lisa hates that puke exists in the universe. That's a what? thing what about, that like, got allowed funny puke, to happen though? at huh. all. Huh. And okay. I just don't like it very much. So I think we share that. I sometimes. I, deeply hilarious. <laughs> and that's a good SNL vomit tube skit. It's gold. Are you kidding me? It's, like they had, they, like there was that like two or three seasons where they're like, you know, we, we built these vomit tubes. What if every third sketch ended with like a guy holding his hand up to his <laughs> mouth? <laughs> all right, Megan, I know you got to run. You're going to go see Logan. I am, yeah. It's a thing you're going to do. And then you're going to come back and tell us all about it. And judge it. It's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, I please, have high hopes. Please make it good. I have high hopes. I I'll so do what I can. Uh, okay. We'll see. I do love Hugh Jackman for some reason. <laughs> Who doesn't? He's the best. His his Twitter feed is the best. Really? He okay. Is unrelentingly happy, positive, and kind on his Twitter feed. Yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. And, and then in the movie, he stabs people with his hand swords. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing that he does. <laughs> all right, go see the movie. Come back next week and tell us all about it. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, Paul. Every week you do a segment. Yeah. What's it called, buddy? It's called Dieter Wouldn't Let Me Make a Slurping Noise for the name of this segment. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. McDonald's is coming out with a limited edition straw. I should pull it up. You have to look up the stats on the straw? Well, I mean, I could explain it to you. Is it like just a curly? Yeah, it's like it's got a swoop to it. Um, And the basic idea is so so imagine like an upside down swoop. Like imagine a J, the letter J, or an upside down um, peppermint stick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what? Imagine like a candy imagine cane. a hollow J. 
How did you learn the alphabet, man? <laughs> There's a what? hole in the bottom, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's probably where you're going to get the majority of the milkshake that you're drinking. But <laughs> also, it snorkels up and there's like more holes because there's apparently a limited edition or like a, like a secret menu item that's like mixes the, like multiple flavors at the same time. So this allows you to drink two flavors oh, simultaneously. But here's what I – my problem is uh-huh. with Java chip frappuccinos oh my God. where I always get the Java chips oh, yeah, stuck in mean. the straw. And I think this could be a way possibly – to improve on that, but there's just a limited run let me, of them. Let me just ask you a question. Yeah. Does this count as a gadget? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Why? I don't know. All right. Just define gadget. As, as long as we're clear that... I think, you know what, it, a, no... lot of, a lot of the stuff on the circuit breaker are cl- clever solutions to problems. No, I see. But they're not always serious problems. Right. And like, I feel like you can approach technology coverage with, you know what, I'm only going to cover things that are for serious problems. But sometimes I like Covering things that aren't necessary, like J Strapes sh- straws. Yeah, for J Strapes. Yeah, we can't. J Strapes. You can't. It's not a phrase you can say out loud. Try it. The other Everybody, thing. Wait, 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 wait. Everyone in your car, and you're driving along. Just try to say it. Say what? J shaped straws. J shaped. J shaped straws. J. J-shaped straws. <laughs> yeah, I got that one. There yeah, it is. Good. Good all right, all right. The, the other thing I want to talk about, there's yeah. a, um, so the Toy Fair is coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love Toy Fair. And uh, there's going to be a lot. Everything's for STEM. Everything is helping kids be so smart all the time. Yeah. And uh, But there's this uh, a Bell doll, because there's a new Beauty and the Beast movie coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she teaches you how to code. Into it. So you, you use the app. And learn how to code, and by coding good, she'll dance. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. And I thought this was really anachronistic because in the olden times when Beauty and the Beast is ostensibly set, even though it's a fantasy setting, they didn't have computers. <laughs> but, yeah, but like but the Heim told comes me, to life. Heim told me that to improve the, the women empowerment situation of Beauty and the Beast – She's going to be the real inventor in the movie. Not that makes her sense. Dad. I like that. Yeah. I'm into that. She's the mind, the, the great mind behind the. Inventions. I'm into it. That's good. So that's cool. Can you code up a talking teapot and kind of like a saucy French chandelier thing? Probably. So here's candelabra. my thing. Here's my thing with coding. J shaped candelabra. Yeah. I don't think there's a talking chandelier in the movie. No, it's a candelabra. Yeah. Right. It's a candelabra. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Lumiere. <laughs> kind of like Lumen. Uh, so, so th- this idea with coding apps, I think they're they're awesome, and I think it's a wonderful thing. I just want to. I feel maybe I've even talked about this before. Yeah. Any app that teaches you the concepts of programming, but does not teach you how to actually make a website or an app, mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. is good for the mind in the way that playing Scrabble is good for the mind. Or any sort of puzzle, or you know, it's it's good. At, it's teaching the sort of logic paths that you do solve in programming. Mm-hmm. But the I've noticed in my own journey that it's been very very slow in learning to program is that some of the basic concepts are obviously very important and need to be learned. Things like loops and variables, objects and classes and stuff like that. But APIs are what are very difficult to learn. Yeah. So th- I'm going to try to write something about this. I got to form all my thoughts about it. But this is my new my new thing. Like how 
we kind of are learning now how to teach kids about logic branches and loops and stuff like that. But how do you teach kids about how shitty it will be to read half-done documentation <laughs> for for uh, core yeah, image th- service? No, but that's like because I that's guess, so much programming is really about. Is like I think it's right. Isn't the goal more to teach kids like? If you make your brain work this way and understand the systems that are built on these core concepts, mm-hmm. if you are then so inspired to pursue this career, you will have the foundational knowledge to understand it better. No, it's not like it's that, sure. But I think it's also like play this game mm-hmm. and you will get a small reward that will fire off your little pleasure synapses mm-hmm. and then your brain will be trained to enjoy doing this activity and then oh. you'll be more likely to want to do it for a job because yeah. you'll be addicted to code which I think which I what think, you will quickly learn in that career is that no one dances when you're done that's right, right. they're like it's buggy yeah. <laughs> please fix it <laughs> the ads are too big that's all they're ever going to say to yeah. you as a parent <laughs> so that was a like um scrum joke with like the yeah, I got you. User story. Uh-huh. User yeah. story. I got you. But I forgot the other part of the user story. <laughs> uh-huh. What the parent was. No, I like this thing. I, look, I love this stuff. I think it's cool. We got to get one. Yeah, I want you to review more Learn to Code gadgets. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. All right, we got time for one more thing. Dieter, you interviewed the CEO of Sonos. That's why I Yeah, Lauren Good and I did uh, yeah. talk to him. Um, his name is Patrick Spence. He had um, been there a long time, and so when... The former CEO was like, you know what, I'm done. Uh, it was like not a convulsive moment for the company. They're like, okay, well, we knew Patrick was going to do this anyway, so he came in and did it. And he used to be at BlackBerry way back in the day. So I definitely had the moment where I, you know, he's like, I'm not worried about uh, Alexa and Google Home because that just creates more interest in speakers and a rising tide, uh, you know, lifts all boats. And I was like, huh, I've definitely heard that before from a yeah. company. <laughs> That's what you say right before you die. Right. The thing that I will say about Patrick Spence and about Sonos in general right now is when you talk to them, they are very, very smart. Mm -hmm. They are very good at understanding home audio on the high end without turning into uh, snobby assholes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also understand what's happening with Alexa like very clearly. How do you – what gives you that impression in particular? Oh, just like – Think about if you want to use Alexa to control a Sonos. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do on a Sonos? You want to listen to Apple Music or maybe Spotify. Mm -hmm. So you need to tell Alexa to tell the Sonos to tell Apple Music to play the music, which then needs to play on the Sonos in your living room, but not your bedroom. Yeah. Because Alexa doesn't talk to Apple Music. Right. Right. So they they need to build this like intersection of services and apps and make it completely invisible to you so you can say a thing to Alexa and not have to remember a million code words. Mm-hmm. And like I start explain or like describing that kind of problem to him and he finishes my sentences like like he knows exactly what he needs to do. Right. He knows, you know, he was able to work with all of these different, you know, music streaming companies, right? And they all work with Sonos now. So like in terms of understanding the problem space and yeah. being smart about what the right solution ought to be, Sonos is very good at that. Um, so I, but they're like, bad at is shipping products. <laughs> yeah, so I have a bunch of Sonos stuff. <laughs> but they're bad at is actually implementing those solutions. Um, they don't right. They don't have the microarrays they're going to need. 
It's great. You yep. can buy an Echo Dot and make it well, work. Well, so this is this is Sonos's problem is they're they fundamentally don't have any illusions that anybody's going to buy more than like one Sonos every four or five years once their house is kitted out. Like you're not going to replace your Sonos on the same cycle you're going to replace your Alexa speaker or your smartphone. Oh, that's or maybe even your TV. So. They're actually kind of doomed because, well, not doomed, but like they're in a tough spot because they have a big install base that they want to continue to serve. There's an expectation that there's going to be software updates that will make the thing continue to work. Like, do you remember the old, like the first Sonos well, they're remote? A profitable company. No, do you remember that first Sonos yeah. remote? Yeah. The, the like, CR100. Big, chunky yep. thing. I think about it all the time. Right? Uh, it's got I look at them wheel. on eBay all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you bought a speaker with that thing, that speaker today yeah. works fine. Yeah, it like will let you do your Apple Music on it. You don't have that remote. You have got your phone now. They 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 do a really good job of supporting existing. That's products. actually pretty impressive. But they though that existing install base that they need to continue to support does not have far field microphones in them. Hmm. The you know I have a play bar. Well, this is a great time to get everybody to upgrade their speakers. You would think. But so you have a play bar. Mm-hmm. I want to buy a play bar. Mm-hmm. Don't. I mean, do but don't. But it doesn't support DTS. Don't have to tell you. Doesn't support DTS. Doesn't have far field microphones. Yeah, like why would I buy a play? And it's uh, super expensive. Yeah. So like, I, just like, just update that product to be minimally competitive. Yep. And I'll be happy. I don't yep. think they're gonna do it. Yeah. Or actually release the thing you're promising to release with Alexa, and I'll just buy a bunch of Echo Dots and stick them around my house. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I, so I, I mean, I again, I have Sonos in my house. It's mm-hmm. great. I yep. like using it, but. I'm just waiting for them to finish this part of the puzzle. I did think the one thing he said in his interview, which was interesting, was every musician has Sonos in their house. Yeah. So when they go to the streaming services, they're like, you have to have this because Jay-Z is literally name-checking us in his songs. Right. Well, this is like the 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 fundamental thing that I just kept on pushing him on is he thinks that in a beautiful future world, Sonos speakers are going to allow you to walk up to it and say, Alexa, buy me a T-shirt. Hey, Google, buy me a whatever yeah. you buy from Hey, Google. And it, the microphones will listen to for both of those services. It'll listen for whatever the hell, whenever the hell Apple puts Siri out there. Yeah. And all of the Apple and Amazon and Google are all going to be just pleased as punch to coexist on the same set of microphones all the time. Mm. Do you believe that Apple and believe. Amazon and Google are willing to like play ball with each That's other a beautiful on a beautiful speaker? I think once I think Amazon is super happy. They're already in the game. Amazon will do it. Amazon. And I will, think yeah. once Amazon is sitting there, and the Sonos like community is there, yeah, Google's going to have to show up for the ride. Okay. And if Apple puts anything out, I think Apple executives have a bunch of Sonos speakers in their house. That's true. Yeah. I think that's why Apple Music is there for them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to say, "Well, we're not going to put out a bunch of distributed speakers." And try to get Jimmy Iovine to like drive up with a truck to Drake's house and be like, "I'm changing all your speakers out." Right. I think there's like a tipping point here for those kinds of services. Yeah. But the thing that Sonos. The, but can the, you imagine if Apple was like, "Screw Sonos, we're putting out the iPod Hi-Fi." Yeah. Right. Like I think people are happy with Sonos. And they are. You're right. They are profitable. They don't want to get bought. They're doing. You know. Yeah. Presumably fine. I mean, this is the CEO talking, so of course he's going to say that. Um, but like, here's the other thing with Sonos. Um, I have uh, an Alexa speaker and a Google Home speaker. Yeah. And I have a play bar. Mm-hmm. And you would think when I come home, I should want to listen to music on the play bar, but I can't be bothered to deal with the interface. And so I just yell at the room to play some music and I play some music. And I'm doing most of my music listening now on a relatively shitty speaker. And 
life is fine. I yeah. could, I should, I should, you know, get a play one and do the stuff and figure it out. But you know what? Whatever. And so, all of a sudden, there are a bunch of people filling their houses up with cheap speakers, speakers, and they're fine. And Sonos believes that they're going to want to step up and get a Sonos, like upgrade to Sonos someday. Yeah, that's, but I'm you know the, what? I got a speaker in my house to listen to music on, and it's fine. That's like a real danger for them. Never bet against people being fine with a hundred and. 28 kilobytes yeah. per second mp3s exactly yeah. that's no, exactly I mean, I, right I, i'll make I'll, I'll i'll make that bet i won't but i, like, <laughs> I was gonna say come on it's hard let's well, talk about the ponos that you listen to yeah title right? ponos it's pono <laughs> pono well, whatever no you have more than Neil, one of them Neil Young's, you, you uh, love high fidelity music so much you bought more than one pono yeah tell me about your ponos <laughs> i want to kill myself right now <laughs> Just come and take me. Just let this night begin. Um, uh, turns out, turns out. What, what no, like so. Okay. The overwhelming push over, I would say, the past twenty years of music has been convenience over quality. Right. Yep. The iPod and streaming services. I think there's a little bit of swing back. Right. I think title, like Sonos users, like they're all like, you should switch to title. Because uncompressed music sounds better over this service. Yeah, like you go on the Sonos forum. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about how. Title but if works you really care that much about sound, I feel like you wouldn't even be. There's playing a reason. It through um, Sonos. You know what? Often, what one of the number one uh, electronic products on Amazon is is fucking turntables. It's really weird. Like people do that. Like there's. I I, I love good sound, but like everybody. <laughs> this who... is the beginning of one of the worst infomercials ever. <laughs> like I'm Paul Miller, and I love great sound. But people who buy church. Okay, sorry. People of a certain age and income that I happen to know who buy turntables buy bad turntables, or they plug them into bad speakers, mm-hmm. and they they have scratched up records, or it's like it's never a better. I, I just feel like it's not about sound quality. Turntables are to not my house. about sound quality. I Paul's right. Paul's light right. up, light Paul's, up some hot wax. Paul's yes, right. Together. I believe you. There are sound. I don't even know if that's a phrase. There are probably. audiophiles. Who, Do audiophiles say, let's light up some hot wax? Absolutely. Because they should start. And who care very much about sound and achieve very great listening experiences from vinyl. I'm just saying the hot yeah. market for vinyl is not that. But no, but, it's well, Urban the Outfitters. The only, reason, it's only Urban reason, yeah, it totally is. And they're selling bad turntables, particularly the Croxley the, Cruiser the or whatever. damage records. Uh, yeah, because of the track. I think, I think about this all the time. But all I'm saying, that data point is not about audio quality. Mm. It's about convenience. Right. right. People are picking less convenient things, which is interesting. That's true. So I just think, like, maybe there's a little bit there. Like, mm-hmm. you fill up your house with cheap speakers, and I don't know, you get a better job, you get a promotion, you're like, I want a nicer stereo. And, like, Sonos is there waiting for you. Can I say one last yeah. thing? Uh, one last topic? I know we got to end. And then Ponos is there waiting for you in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Google can't make Android apps for big screens. I don't know what the problem is. Oh, you reviewed Just the Chromebook Pro Plus. Pro Plus. I reviewed the Plus. And you I did refused a first to look the at the Pro because it was so buggy. Right. One of the harshest Dieter lines I've ever seen, by the way. This is the nightmare before the dream. Yeah. I, I felt the venom coming out of you. That was bad. Yeah. That's also how I feel about this. But the Plus is great. Culture. And the Pro is good as long as you never let Android apps anywhere near it. It's not coming out until April. Mm. Um, there's Actually, I have a lot of thoughts. Like the processor on the Chromebook Plus is like incredibly fascinating. Do you want to go through it? I don't. Okay. We'll do it later. We're out of time. I, I don't think, it's a tease for next week. Or I don't the week think after. material design 
is well suited for a it's mouse not, interface. It's not a material design issue. It's not even a mouse interface issue. Like they could solve those problems. Those problems, like Google would be lucky to have those problems. Yeah. Right now, they just have got a bunch of third-party apps and first-party apps from Google that are just designed for a phone and are awful on a big screen because they just get blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not blown up and like, oh, it's fine, but like blown up but like the thing that's supposed to be like in portrait mode mm-hmm. ends up in landscape mode, but every all the interface pieces still assume it's in portrait mode. Oh so like gosh. you've got like an email that goes all the way across yeah. the screen. That's my nightmare. Yeah. What are they doing? I don't know. Fuchsia. And, that, and that's that's even on top of oh, we're not talking about that. It's talking even on top Fuchsia. of the fact that, like, right now the Android apps are in beta, so you can't resize the windows yet. Like, I will forgive – this. Re- the reason I didn't re- actually review the Pro is Android on Chrome OS is still in beta, so you can't do certain things like have apps not crash or, you know, <laughs> resize windows. But this was going to be their year. Yep. It's just not – we'll see in April. If, if it's still bad in April, then it will be the nightmare before the nightmare. The nightmare before the bigger it's just, nightmare. It's just – I don't – they – I don't know. I want them to succeed. Yep. Also, uh, but they just don't. Fuchsia is not Andromeda. Andromeda is not a thing. Stop it. But Fuchsia is still really cool. Fuchsia's that cool. was for the few Fuchsia's Droid cool. Life readers out there who are listening to this podcast. Dieter just personally yelled at you. But stop no, it with Andromeda. yelling at some, some guy on like Reddit. Or stop it with like Andromeda. That. I mean, I, I read Droid Life. I'm just saying. It's not Droid Life. Who is it? Well, so it, it was a guy who like misunderstood like misunderstood the connection between Andromeda and Fuchsia and everybody like reblogged it. Oh my god, they saw he saw through the code. It's like no he didn't. Andromeda is not a thing. And the the so, kernel they're building could theoretically run Android on top of it. Yes. You could take true. the Linux out of Android, mm-hmm. run But you can't and- take the Android out of Linux. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's sense, but it was a good one. No sense at all. You could run Yes uh, and that might happen. But I don't think it's happening. No, like, it's for, not a near-term thing at right. all, and it's not a. I mean, it's not a unifying project. But they're 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 very much. They've got Flutter. Yep. So many exciting things. With so many code names that aren't products that work. Interprocess communication. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I just want them to ship good products that work. I just want them to pull a Microsoft and back up a dump truck full of money at a bunch of app developers' houses and say, "Hey, make these apps better." On a big screen, and assume that you have a real processor behind it. You know, you can't pay for the love you need to make that work. Microsoft found that out. No one has ever pulled that off. Ever. You have to, the developer has to want to make the app. You can't just pay him to do it. Think about it. Fine. Has anyone ever gotten that to work? Blackberry tried it, Microsoft tried it. But Microsoft, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell. There's that air of desperation in the app. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I'd like to thank Crizal, No Glare Lenses, for sponsoring the show today. If you wear glasses, then you know fingerprints, smudges, scratches, and glares can be constant obstruction to your vision and a huge distraction as you try to escape our inevitable doom. That's why you should wear Crizal no-glare lenses. They give you the clearest vision possible by offering resistance to glares, scratches, and smudges, which you will need because glasses will not be available in this or coming eternal night. So, you won't be blinded by the glares of headlights from oncoming traffic as you wander down the highway searching for food. There'll be no more fingerprints, such from taking glasses on or scratching your lenses on your shirt. You'll look better, you'll feel better, and most apparently you'll literally be prepared for whatever might come your way with clear vision, which you will need. It's zombies and vampires. In order to survive this, again, our eternal light. So go to Crizal.com to learn more. That's C-R-I-Z-A-L.com. Start living life in the clear and at least in some amount of safety. Some tiny, tiny amount of safety. Yeah. Can we 
Just I'll go read Cormac McCarthy now because that's where my head is. Uh, That's our show. I apologize. I think all of us do to you, the listener, Mm -hmm. for that experience. Please tweet at uh, Ajipai. Tweet uh, Ajipai, A-J-I-T-P-A-I-F-C-C. Tell them to come on the show. We'll try to behave ourselves, Mm -hmm. have a reasoned conversation about net neutrality with him. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that we very much want to do. So tweet at him. Tweet at us. Paul is at FuturePaul. I'm at Reckless. Dieter's at Backlon. Yes, I am. Love that stuff. Uh, you can follow at Verge on Twitter. You can follow Verge on Snapchat. You can go on Instagram. Instagram popping off lately. Check that out. It's good Good stuff. Just, I'm just making it. clicking noises. You can listen to Control Out Delete, which is, a, I would say, a, at least a better organized show. There's at least one professional on it, and then I'm there. Yeah. You can listen to Lauren Goods, Too Embarrassed to Ask. Yep. Very mm. good show. Great show. She's got, can... uh, she's got uh, Joanna Stern coming on pretty hey, soon. Yeah. look at that. So at least one professional on that show, too. Mm-hmm. It's Lauren Good. There it is. Hey. Uh, Kara Swisher has uh, Recode Decode, which is great. Peter Kafka has Recode Media, which is actually going to be replays of all his interviews from Code Media. So that'll be amazing this week. Uh, there's all just kind of stuff going on. Go to iTunes.com slash The Verge. Leave reviews for us. Tweet at us. Just talk, to, talk amongst yourself. Tell a friend. Maybe don't play this episode, but a different, better episode for one of your friends this week. Think about it. That's it. Goodbye. Paul. Rock and roll. <laughs>